Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 15 Minute You. This is the official college football podcast of your morning commute. I'm Ed Mazork. That's my brother, Matt. What up, Bill? We are here to bring you everything you need to know about college football in 15 minutes. Matt, let's get right into it. What are we doing today? So in celebration of American Independence Day, today is our All-American episode. Uh, we, got, we got five big topics coming at the listener for today. Number one, we're going to talk wild Billy Greer and his Heisman campaign. Two, Mike Gundy's mullet. Three, 2018 version of the Civil War, Oregon versus Oregon State. Four, we'll talk NCAA preseason All-Americans. And then, of course, we'll we'll conclude with our recap of the Commander-in-Chief Cup. Excellent. That sounds like an All-American pod if I've ever heard one. So let's go ahead and kick off number one. Uh, This is your action item. I don't know if I really understand the fanboy that you do of so, Billy Greer. Fanboy, so fanboy, no, 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 no. You're a fanboy. No, no, Fanboy. No, no, no. We were talking about doing, all we had in the beginning was, let's do an all-American podcast. Because we like to so theme. We about, like to be thematic. Yeah, we like to theme. So I was thinking, what are all-American things in college football? Tailgating? I think that's obvious. <laughs> you know, uh, you can make an argument, Alabama, all-American team. It was in Force Gump. Oh. But uh, I was thinking, uh, listeners, attack. You got this you got Billy Wild Billy Greer, a mustachioed Southern quarterback with kind of long hair, who's gonna just throw for a thousand yards, thousand million yards. Is he a Southern quarterback? It seems very American. Well, he's from West Virginia. It's south of Ohio, aka Southern. Make it. It's kind of just. I just think of West Virginia like not as north or south, but kind of just lost in the middle of nowhere. Just it's just there. Anyways, he strikes me as an all-American kind of guy, probably wears camouflage, you know, to his 4th of July parties and drinks a lot of, you know, he probably bought that uh, Budweiser that said America on the label, I can only imagine. But anyways, we're getting far off topic. Man, what do you think of his Heisman chances? I guess he's probably the number one quarterback, and we know that uh, Heisman voters do love quarterbacks. That's probably the best thing going for him. Uh, I actually, I'm I'm really high on, I love on Twitter where you ask me, I assume Taylor means Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're saying. Were, were people confused by that? What are the running back Taylor would I be talking about? Well, you didn't say running back. That's, uh, I'm limited, I'm limited in, on characters. Fair. Anyways. Anywho, I think we're looking at Wisconsin's line and, uh, you know, the weapons around him on offense, I, I think he's set up just to have a monster year. And I think Bryce Love coming off his own Heisman campaign from 2017, you know, will will kind of start in the driver's seat there. He does have the Pac-12 effect, which is not in his favor. So we'll see. I like uh, I, I like Greer. I, I haven't seen anything so far where I would rank him ahead of those two candidates going in. So the reason I like his odds, I mean, let's just look at his 2017 stats alone. 250 completions on 338 attempts, 64%, for 3,490 yards, averaging 9 yards a a, uh, throw, 34 touchdowns, 12 INTs, only sacked 14 times. He's in the Big 12. You know, they don't – the Big 12 is not known for vaunted defenses, so I can only imagine he improves – and we live in the era of uh, the Heisman being essentially, in my opinion, a glorified quarterback competition. Okay. I think that favors Greer. I think that favors Greer. 
Where would you put uh, Khalil Tate in your Heisman quarterback hopefuls? So, I mean, he's up there. Uh, if we're looking at just Heisman quarterback hopefuls, I, I would be shocked if you could put him outside the top five. Uh, he might even be three. You know, his drawback, as who's you just two? alluded to with Bryce, because as you alluded to with Bryce Love, is that he's on the West Coast, which never helps anyone being on the West Coast. But anyways, who would be two? So, Or let me just go. I'll go through my top three. So, Billy Greer. I actually think I'd put McSorley. Okay. Then maybe Khalil Tate, but I, I think an argument could be made for Alex Hornibrook. Jake Browning? Eh. I love, don't get me wrong, I love the guy. Uh, I feel like he's been a Heisman bubble forever. Yeah. And we, we just, it's just like, drops a lot of big games, you know? People I mean, like uh, Fitzgerald at Mississippi games. State, too. Yeah, you know, unfortunately I don't watch enough Mississippi State. <laughs> Yikes. I will admit that chatter's out there. All right, so uh, so those are your quarterback ratings. We got Wild Billy Greer number one. So if your vision of an All American man is a white dude with a mustache, probably wearing camo, you got Billy Greer playing quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk quickly about Mike Gundy's mullet. His current mullet. A, a I looked great, up great. I'm all looked up some uh, history on the mullet. He started growing it in the summer of 2016. He also had a similar mullet, though, when he was quarterback for the Cowboys from 1986 to 1989. Uh, there's been this reported story back and forth where his two sons do not love the way that he looks with the mullet. So out of spite, Gundy's continued to grow it. I read a story that said uh, Gundy offered if his son got a 91 on a uh, test that he would uh, cut the mullet. But then... Uh, Son only got an 88, so he's continued to grow. I did find a, Sucks, nerd. Find a couple of quotes on the mullet. Billy Ray Cyrus, king of uh, American mullets, was asked uh, about Coach Gundy's mullet. Billy Ray had this to say. Coach Gundy rocking a mullet? Yeah. Shows class and brass, said Cyrus. More importantly, he's a great coach. He inspired me. The team inspires me. I hope they run the table. So... I did not know Billy Ray Cyrus was such Billy a Ray's rolling cowboys, yeah. And then huh. uh, even Cleveland's own Baker Mayfield has a comment on the mullet. Go! As a former uh, Pac-12, or excuse me, Big 12 opponent. Baker had this to say, it's ferocious. It's very dirty. you got to respect that he's rocking it. I heard from our coach, Gundy, Oklahoma offensive assistant, Mike's brother, Kale, that he stuck with it because one of his kids said it looked awful. Mayfield said, you got to respect he's doing it just out of spite. You really do. I mean, if that's true, mad respect, man. Preach. Preach. So, Coach Gundy, we will see what kind of luck the mullet brings the Cowboys in 2018. Let's talk about the Civil War. Civil War is the annual meetup between Oregon and Oregon State. we got two new head coaches this year. Mario Cristobal takes the reins for the Ducks. Cristobal served as the co-offensive coordinator and offensive line coach in 2017. Jonathan Smith was the Washington offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach for the last three seasons, although he was a former Beaver quarterback from 1998 to 2001. What's your take on the uh, 2018 Civil War? Uh, I mean, one thing, it's going to be a great game. I don't think either team's going to you know, be contending for the Pac-12, and Probably gonna be a bloodbath, right? Ducks. Oh, I, I, I think this is all ducks, man. Yeah, I have a hard time really seeing the beef. I mean, who knows? It's college football. Stranger things have happened, but the smart money bet is on the ducks. Right? Oh yeah, Oregon State's coming off in a one and eleven season. Ducks were seven and five in twenty seventeen. 
you know, on your quarterbacks list, I did read some West Coast whispers about Oregon quarterback Justin Herbert being in the Heisman mm-hmm. mix. Now, coming in off the collarbone injury from 2017, people are a little bit iffy on, on how that's going to impact. But the Ducks get Stanford and Washington at home. Plus, they kept their defensive coordinator from the uh, Willie Taggart era, Jim Levitt. Levitt took the defense from 41.4 points per game, yikes, Brady Hoke, in 2016 to yikes. 29 points per game last season. So they continue growing in that way. John Smith's got a, got a lot of work uh, ahead of him. Also, ESPN rated Oregon State's last three games of the season as the toughest three-game stretch in the college football it, season coming up. They I was are, just going to bring that up. Right, it's a murder's row. I, as you're about to say, it's at Stanford – at, well, oh, excuse me. It's hosting USC at Stanford, <laughs> at Washington, and then they get to play the Ducks. That's that's yeah. brutal. That's the who's who of the Pac-12. Yeah. So best of luck, Ducks. Hope it's competitive. Excuse me. Best of luck, Beavers. But uh, I'm I'm rolling Ducks this year. Matt, what is more all-American than the preseason all-Americans? This was your idea. Phenomenal <laughs> pick. Go Maybe ahead. Gundy's mullet, but. Uh, <laughs> Perhaps. Who knows? Perhaps. Your man's uh, Billy Greer coming in as the first-team quarterback what up? for preseason All-Americans. Also, West Virginia has the number one ranked wide receiver crew, according to Lindy's, including number one returning receiver David Sills, who led the FBS in 2017 with 18 touchdowns. So some big weapons out there for Billy Greer in, in his Heisman campaign. I thought for the sake of 15-minute you, we would just highlight the uh, Big Ten nominees. So for first team, preseason All-American, Jonathan Taylor, running back, Wisconsin. Got uh, Noah Fant, tight end out of Iowa. Bo Benzenschwal, offensive lineman at Wisconsin. Nick Bosa, defensive line, Ohio State. Rashawn Gary, defensive line, Michigan. And TJ Edwards, a linebacker from Wisconsin. On the second team, we're rolling two Big Ten backs, preseason All-Americans, right? Number one, we saw Jonathan Taylor. On the second team, we're looking at J.K. Dobbins for the Buckeyes. Uh, Stanley Morgan Jr. is a wide receiver from Nebraska. David Edwards, another offensive lineman for Wisconsin. That's their second on these two lists. Devin Bush, linebacker out of Michigan. Dakota Dixon is a defensive back from Wisconsin. And then Ohio State punter Drew Chrisman. Evan, take on preseason All-Americans. One, I still don't know how you're not riding high on Wild Bill, but... Let's just focus on the Big Ten. We are in Midwest. Well, because what I just said, Jonathan Taylor, number one, but then look at his offensive line. You got two linemen, and then in the Big Ten, they have cle- that's clearly the best O line unit. I mean, they are going to roll. Don't disagree, but Jonathan Taylor, Alex Hornibrook, that whole Badgers offense is going to be up against way better defenses than anything uh, okay. Bill Greer and the Mountaineers are going to face. That's fair. I mean, just look at Michigan. Well, so, all right. The only other thing with Sean Gary and De- David Bush that that's like what are the the Smash Bros in Mighty Ducks? Yeah, but in the linebackers, like they're gonna be good. The only other thing though is that we also know Heisman campaigns are about winning teams, and you have to be, true have to be on a good team. There is a good chance Wisconsin could roll into Indy undefeated. Uh, I don't know that West Virginia holds the same odds of that happening. Wait till our Big Ten preview. I got an interesting take on that. Just teaser. 
teaser. <laughs> Matt, who are you most excited to watch play on this list? Give me your top two. Oh, top two. I, uh, number one, far and away, uh, uh, Rashawn Gary. You know, number two, I, I've been hyping him. I, I'm on the Jonathan Taylor hype train. I think uh, I'm most excited about that. I, I do think Chase Winovich, defensive lineman for Michigan, is absolutely Preach. robbed. Uh, you look mm-hmm. at side-by-side stats between him and Nick Bosa, who, you know, every outlet is basically praised as like oh a, my a God. top 10 pick, right? The erection. Ohio yeah. State, best defensive line. It's like, oh, and do you know we have Nick Bosa? Do you know? All right, let's look at in 2017, Bosa. 30. Chase Winovich is better. Don't at me. Or at me. I don't care. Sorry, I interrupted. Sorry. Right. 2017, Bosa, 34 tackles, 19 solo, 16 for loss. Winovich, 73 tackles. That's over double. 36 solo. Almost double. 19 for loss. He doesn't even get a mention. My mans can't even be on the second team. Right? We, we right? got two Clemson no, guys on the second team? Get out of here with that. No, I, I don't get that. I mean, don't get me wrong, Bosa's a good player. I'm not really looking forward to watching him play right. against Michigan. But, like, yeah, Winovich got robbed. I would say my top two that I'm most excited to watch play. Very excited, like you said, to watch Rashawn Gary. I mean, that Michigan defense is going to be excellent again. But I'm actually pretty excited to watch J.K. Dobbins. Wow. He was pretty electrifying in, at in or excuse me, against Michigan. I think he can only improve. Game, game's got to respect game, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I think he's going to tear it up. I think he's going to tear it up, and I'm excited to watch it. All right. Well, we shall see for our final topic on today's 15-Minute U, the Commander-in-Chief Cup preview. For those listeners at home that are unaware of what the Commander-in-Chief Cup is, it is... One, get out. (laughs) Evan, be nice. Uh, It is a trophy given to the combined champion between the Air Force Academy, Naval academy and west point so the history of the trophy the air force has won 20 times navy 15 army 7 it's been shared four although we've seen parity as of recent last three years in a row each school has touched the commander-in-chief cup so we've in 20 most recently it belongs to army from last season season before then it was with the falcons and in the season before that it was with the middies so man sir your outlook. Here's what the teams are looking like mm-hmm. going into the season. None are returning a whole lot of starters. Okay. Navy returns 11, Air Force Academy returns 12, and Army returns 11. Mm-hmm. Both the Air Force and the Naval Academy return quarterbacks. Okay. Aaron Worthing for the Falcons, Malcolm Perry for the Middies. Sure. Here's what I'm most concerned about for all three teams, considering they're so run heavy. Yeah. Not many of them return offensive linemen. In fact, Navy returns the most at two, wow. returning both their tackles. Wow. This is an edge for the middies? Well, and what can we expect from the other? Also, uh, speaking of people not returning, Air Force doesn't have a defensive coordinator right now. It's July. I mean, there's 12th. that. There's that. Head coach is like, yep, we're uh, making sure we get a, get a quality candidate. By when? Troy Calhoun. No apps. At what time? No apps about that. <laughs> so your favorite, though, there is a Sudoku game. Yes. Yes, I do love a good Sudoku game. Hawaii plays both Army and Navy early in the season. I will say they are actually hosting Navy in Hawaii, which I think is going to be tough on the middies from a travel perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, Army hosts them, I believe, in week four, but it's relatively early in the game. So, folks, watch that. 
watch those two games to see, you know, you might get a nice preview of their final game of season. Sure. I think the Air Force Academy has the friendliest schedule. They don't play any Power 5 opponents now. They are in the WAC, so they'll still play Boise State, uh, a couple other decent teams. Wait, you, wait, um, wait, wait, wait. They play, according to you, a playoff squad. They play, they play, <laughs> they play FAU they at do a conference, play, eh? They do play FAU, uh, which is going to be a little difficult if you don't have a defensive coordinator. Oh, I know. I saw that. I was like, they're in trouble. Navy plays their annual game against Notre Dame. And as I said, they're going to Hawaii. Yeah. Duke plays, or excuse me, Army plays Duke. I don't know if that really counts as a Power 5 opponent, though they are in a Power 5 conference. And they're playing the Sooners in Norman, eh. uh, which might get a little rough. Yeah, so I nobody has an easy out-of-conference schedule, I don't think. Uh, you know, you say both Army and Navy are looking at Hawaii. Navy's going to Hawaii. That's rough travel. Navy far and away has the most difficult. Army's independent, but I, I think Navy's AAC schedule is a lot more difficult they after at hawaii then they play memphis week two and then they're at smu they go temple houston notre dame and then they're at cincinnati they get some warm-up games before army they go tulsa then tulane which i think should help and they army though also has similar cupcakes they're playing lafayette and colgate between air force and, and navy so it's kind of a slugfest here with the, the lack of returners, the you know both in the line and the quarterback position. To me, I'm I'm iffy on Air Force not having a defensive coordinator and that going well. Uh, losing Ahmad Bradshaw is a big loss for the Black Knights. So Navy has the two cupcakes to get ready for Army. It would actually be perfect parity for this group for it to be shared this year. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that'd be that'd be four years of something unique. But um, that's a weak take. So if forced to take, I'm going with the middies in 2018. So I will say on the topic of Ahmad Bradshaw, what, Army won twice last year without completing a pass? So maybe, <laughs> that's you know, fair. Maybe they don't that. need a quarterback. Screw I it. forgot that. That said, I'm actually here's, – here's what I'll do because I do think we're going to have a shared commanders-in-chief trophy. Okay. And I'll agree that's a little – Weak. Not great. Yeah. Weak. Here's what I'll it's say. Not spicy, right? No, not no. But right now, before a single game's been played, yeah. Army two years. Interesting. Wow. Boom. Lock it up. Wow. Okay. Hey, we'll see, man. Soon enough, we'll we will see. Thank you so much, folks, for tuning in. Let us know how the discussion goes at the Water Cool tomorrow morning. Remember, you can find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts app, Google Play, wherever else you get your fine podcasts. Hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. End of July here, wrapping up some kind of all-American festivals, maybe some family vacations ahead of you. When you see these families and friends on vacation, be sure to tell them about 15-Minute You. Yes. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter or Gmail. Holler at us. We'll be happy to holler back. Uh, Until next time, folks, thank you so much. Whatever you do this holiday season, don't pick them like my brother. And don't pick them like my brother. That wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. Good job. You know, when we actually prepare, talk about things beforehand, yeah, I think we do. It's not not bad. Yeah. And we we kept it reasonable. Mm -hmm. Three, two, one.